0: Food and wine, spectacular shopping, breathtaking scenery, and of course, romance. Whatever you're into, Italy remains one of Europe's top travel destinations in 2023. Welcome to Traveling with AAA. I'm your host, Mary Herondine, and today we are headed there again with Susan Van Allen. Susan Van Allen is the author of 100 Places in Italy Every Woman Should Go, now in its 10th anniversary edition. Susan has also appeared in her own one-woman show portraying five characters in an Italian-American family. She was a staff writer for the Emmy Award-winning TV show Everybody Loves Raymond, and we've had her as a guest here before. Welcome back, Susan. We're so glad to to have you again. Oh, ciao, Maria. It's so great <laughs> to be back. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great to hear it. Now, I know um, you're often in Italy countless times, going there since the 70s. Is there anything that you've gain, uh, gained from your most recent trip that you would share with our listeners? Any new part of Italy or anything? Oh, well, what the last
1: time I was in Italy, I was the fall of 2022. There is such excitement about the return to travel and in Venice, which has a lot of excitement and, as we probably heard, has um, over, is overloved, yeah. um, I, I found places to escape the crowds that were pretty almost obvious. Um, I'm sure the AAA travel advisors can tell your travelers about a nighttime tour of San Marco, of the church inside that's glittering with mosaics. And you can go in there at like at nine o'clock at night and you go in when it's totally dark and then they put the lights on and it it is such an amazing, memorable lifetime experience. And um, so that was one great thing. And also in Venice on the same piazza is a clock tower Mm -hmm. that we all see. And you can actually go on the um, Venice, tourism site or your travel advisor could help you and you could do a tour of, of climbing up into that clock tower where there are great views from up top and you learn the whole story of how it was made and kept in the same family until 1998 a family lived there wow. and um yeah so so that was a really beautiful
0: discovery Wow, Susan. So in all that time that you've been going, you hadn't done that before? There's still new things to discover?
1: Yes. That's what always amazes me about Italy. It's just such a country that's rich in surprises. And every time I go, I'll talk with travel advisors or locals and find out something new to discover.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Now, any special events or occasions that are coming up in 2023 that our listeners should know about? Um, there,
1: there are a few. If you're going to be in Rome in September, and uh, there's going to be a lot of golfers there. The Ryder Cup is taking place in Rome this year, September 25th till October 1st, and there's a lot of excitement about it. Hotels are getting booked up. You know, families are accompanying players, so that's. Um, That's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The artist Perugino, who was the teacher of Raphael, is being honored um, in different places in Umbria. Uh, Umbria is a region in central Italy where he was born. So if you, for example, go to the city of Perugia, there'll be special exhibits in the museum honoring him, beautiful artists. You'll see the softness of his uh, portraits of the Madonna that you also recognize in the paintings of Raphael. And Verona, um, which is near Venice, has a beautiful um, old arena where they always have operas. And it's going to be the 100th anniversary of their opera festival, which runs from June until September. And it's a very, very big venue. So you would be able to uh, get tickets for it. And it's really going to be exciting this season.
0: Wow, it sounds exciting. A lot of things for folks to do throughout this year. Now, on your blog, um, you have an article about artichokes. And I know spring um, is the artichoke season. What's so special about eating artichokes in Italy?
1: Well, eating artichokes, especially in Rome, where they are harvested in the fields nearby. Of course, all over Italy, the cuisine is seasonal. But There's a lot of excitement about these special artichokes that are prepared, either braised, but I love Mm. them flattened and fried, which is a special cuisine called cucina Ebraico, because it was developed in the Jewish ghetto of Mm -hmm. Rome. Uh, when it was a closed off place for uh, many centuries and uh, they did not use butter, they used oil and the restaurants um, still honor this tradition. And if you're in Rome now or in the next few weeks, you will enjoy this fabulous celebration. There are towers of artichokes in front of the restaurants and uh, festivals going on, which make it so, so delicious.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun and delicious. I'd never tried artichokes that way. So uh, I, I haven't even seen anything like that on a menu.
1: Yes, it's really not common here because we don't get the same uh, kind of artichoke growing here. And uh, it's especially prepared as it has been for hundreds of years in Rome. And people know that's where you go and that's when you go. If you go in September... Sometimes they're importing them now from Mm -hmm. France or Africa, Um, but um, it really is a seasonal thing that's totally being celebrated now.
0: I love it. Food is always a reason to celebrate, or celebrations always have food, and and food is, of course, one of the best reasons to visit Italy. Anything new on the food front in Italy? I know you (laughs) write about the ragu or the bolognese sauce.
1: Oh, yes. Well, that is another great, great tradition uh, in Bologna. As far as new, if anything, uh, Italy really loves to stay with their traditions. And uh, so if anything, maybe you'll find um, vineyards being revived with the old Plantings Mm -hmm. or um, the grandmas coming forth and being honored. More and more, I think that there is um, such a respect for the tradition. Like UNESCO has named the pizza makers of Naples, put them on the cultural heritage list. And Italian food is actually being a candidate, just the cuisine in general for UNESCO to honor. But the ragu in Bologna Mm -hmm. is like no other. I mean, I wrote about it because I, I did take a cooking class there and I always recommend people taking cooking classes to have, really have immersive experiences in Italy. And what I found was there is so little tomato used in genuine ragu. It's almost like uh, the vermouth in a martini, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just a splash. And it's all about the meat that's simmered for hours with um carrots and celery and onion and white wine. That's really, really honored in the traditional ragu. So when you have it in Bologna, it will be brown, practically. And, And it's just so rich and so delicious.
0: That sounds so good. I had, um, a pasta with a ragu sauce, um, recently and it, the, it was very brown. I could taste, you know, little tomato, more of the wine. So is it white wine or what's the real secret?
1: Yes, it's, it, it's white wine. I think the real secret is the slow, slow cooking mm-hmm. The class that I took was three hours. And the first thing we did was start the ragu. And when it when we had made the pasta and all that, then it was done. But I'll just—I can still remember the aromas that mm-hmm. filled the kitchen as we were cooking the other things, and then the way it cooked—it cooked down so that we had this big of meat and and a little bit of tomato. And then when we uh, took the <laughs> lid off the pot, just. How amazing it was to see the trans the slow transformation
0: it sounds good and and of course, I think about food and this delicious um, you know, this aroma, but also um Italy makes me think of romance. What makes Italy so romantic?
1: Well, like we said before, uh, how you slow down you slow down and you really appreciate details when you're there because life just runs slower there and they have centuries old tradition of uh, love sonnets written by their great poets like Petrarch and even Dante and that just lives in in their in their DNA and they appreciate nature they take time to sit and admire a sunset over the sea or over uh, the landscape of uh, over the cupolas of of the city and artists in renaissance times really appreciated the female form the Mm -hmm. the curves and and the lusciousness of the of uh, a feminine body and and i think we all just feel that as soon as we land we feel the power of venus goddess of love and beauty Mm -hmm. statues of her all over the place
0: even as you're describing it it's you know taking me away i almost got lost there for a moment thinking back to uh, the time that i spent in italy just really, really beautiful. And, um, you know, in your book, you reveal 100 places every woman should know about and should go. What about a few places in Italy every man should know about? Are there a few? Oh, there certainly are. Well, men
1: love my book because they love to go and where women are happy and <laughs> take places where, right. uh, you know, where women are happy. But, I find when I'm traveling with my husband, what he's really especially interested is the architecture, for example, the architecture of the Colosseum. Or the Appian Way, which is outside of Rome, where the aqueducts were constructed, which is an amazing system to bring water into the city. The engineering, um, Italian or Roman engineering, is amazing in road building and um, aqueduct Building. Mm-hmm. Now, there also is the Motor Valley, which is in Emilia Romagna, where Bologna is in in that region. Where um, it's thrilling to go to the car factories in Modena, where they make Ferrari, Maserati, mm-hmm. and you can actually drive them. Um, and and that is is really a thrill for guys. And thirdly, Mm -hmm. I would say in Naples, all men like to do what the expression is, fa la bella figura, you know, make the good impression. And the tailors in Naples are famous. And men could go to a tailor such as Mariana Rubinacci um, in the fancy section of Naples called Chiaia and have a suit or a shirt specifically tailored to them and I've talked to men that have done this and they say like, my God, all of a sudden it became so comfortable to wear a suit because mm-hmm. it fit right it, it with their bodies. It was almost like wearing a sweatsuit. It was so comfortable.
0: Oh, really nice. And, and even as you're, you know, as you're saying and talking about these places, men should go, I'm excited. I hadn't, you know, thinking of driving a Ferrari or having that experience sounds really exciting and i have to say i love well tailored well tailored uh, yes it's very nice yes if you can dream the perfect international adventure you can create it with trip
1: canvas from aaa travel the all-in-one platform that lets you research plan and book the ultimate getaway trip canvas Let's go
0: somewhere. And welcome back to the conversation with Susan Van Allen on Italy. Now, um, there's experiences and and destinations for everyone in Italy. What are some of those popular destinations or experiences that Gen Z or millennial travelers are looking for?
1: Well, there's so much beautiful nature in Italy to explore for those that really want to have active hiking or biking adventures. Um, I really enjoy biking in Puglia because it's Italy's flattest region, and there's a lot of companies that have group trips mm-hmm. um or you could always have a travel advisor hook you up with um some kind of local operation that does the great thing of transporting your luggage from hotel to hotel which <laughs> makes the bike experience so great and uh, recently um Italy's national parks have started an initiative to connect trails from national park to national park. So if you're in like the middle of Italy, the mountain ranges are incredible with um, waterfalls and beautiful trails that take you through little historical villages where, of course, you can eat very well, little country at trattorias and really get immersive experiences by meeting locals in small town and and walking from place to place i think that's really great and then if they want modern art mm-hmm. uh milan has just become more and more beautiful for tourism over the years more pedestrian only areas and their modern art scene is uh unparalleled i feel like in in Italy, so that's really really fun.
0: Yeah, you're talking about you know, hopping on the bike and and riding into some of those small towns, um, meeting locals. Um, are is that the best way, either the the walking or the biking? Is that the best way to meet with local residents and kind of not feel like a tourist?
1: Yes, we all want to meet Italian. I think Italians are the country's most wonderful natural resource. (laughs) They are such welcoming people. And everyone that comes back from their travels has stories about how helpful they were, maybe in giving directions or advising them on what to order in a restaurant. And I feel like the way to do it, and I always tell travelers, is they... Uh, they usually speak a little bit of English and the hand signals work well. And even Google translate on your phone, they love to communicate. So when you walk into a shop, it's like you're walking into somebody's home, maybe an artisan who is mm-hmm. following traditions that have been in their family for generations. So you can walk in, you can ask questions, you can it may lead to a conversation about their families or uh, a restaurant nearby that they really like. I feel like the best way is to open yourself into making conversations with your taxi driver, your mm-hmm. waiter, uh, the shopkeeper. Even if you go in uh, to a store to buy uh, a bus ticket or something, just um, talk to people. They really, really appreciate it. And, and they really appreciate travelers who are having a good time in their city or village
0: yeah it's almost like a compliment right um you're proud of your your hometown your your restaurant or or store your shop and it feels really good to see people enjoying themselves in it
1: (laughs) right and they love they love to share it they're very proud
0: now, um, anything that we should keep in mind uh, when traveling safely in Italy or is Italy pretty safe? Yes. Well,
1: it's like any other uh, big city, especially in the big cities, any other crowded places in big city. If you're in New York City, if you're in Los Angeles and a tourist thing, just be aware of your surroundings and your belongings. I, you know, I wouldn't uh, walk around um, the Fountain of Trevi, mm-hmm. you know, with your cell phone in your back pocket. Not <laughs> a good idea, <laughs> right? You know? So I, I don't think it's especially different from from other places. It's just a matter of knowing where your belongings are. Keeping valuables, you can always keep your passport in a hotel safe. And um, uh, be aware of maybe people that stop you and ask for directions that might seem a little a little strange. I mean, they they, they can be experts in, um, as they say, in pickpocketing. But um, it, it it will. I mean, I've traveled with groups before, and when I give them this advice, everyone has been safe. I'm really happy to say.
0: It's great advice, you know, um, especially in such a beautiful place where it can, you can be easily relaxed, Um, just, you know, be aware.
1: That's it. That's it is that I think people sometimes get so distracted Mm -hmm. that they don't realize that maybe they're being watched and uh, that that's when that something like that could happen.
0: Well, it's a beautiful place and and lots going on, obviously. So easy to be distracted. Um, Finally, Susan, what's the single most important thing uh, for travelers to remember when they're visiting Italy?
1: Slow down.
0: Piano, piano,
1: as they say. We tend to want to pack a lot of things in and rush around. But the moments that we really remember are those moments when we stop and taste the Prosecco and watch a sunset or just sit in the piazza and, and people watch and hear the church bells and eat a wonderful cannoli. So we tend to over plan, over pack. And so when you're looking at your itinerary, I would just make sure that you leave time for a free day a free afternoon to just see what italy brings you and it will be a a wonderful surprise i'm sure
0: oh thank you so much susan for that great advice and and grazie mille thank you so much for being with us here today
1: Oh, grazie mille. It's a, my pleasure always to talk about Italy and to see the beautiful trips that you, that you offer on your websites.
0: Thank you. Certainly, certainly is our, uh, my pleasure. And uh, thank you to our listeners for being with us. If you're planning a trip, be sure to connect with a AAA travel advisor, check out AAA.com forward slash travel or visit your local branch. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. I'm Mary Herondine. Thank you for traveling with AAA.